0: year old, Alex, had a problem. <clears throat> See, he was uh, doing swimming lessons, and the swimming was going just fine, but part of the swimming lessons were uh, was to jump off the diving board. And uh, he would get up there on the board, and every time he'd just get almost to the edge, and then he'd, he'd, he just couldn't do it. So his dad sat down and said, Alex, I need to tell you, when I was little, we had a neighborhood playground, and there was this huge slide there. And I I would get up to the top, and and it looked so scary. I just, I couldn't go down. And then one day I got up to the top, and and I was was perched there on the edge, and somebody pushed me, and I slid down. And I loved it. And so I kept sliding, and it was so much fun. I, I, I just think all the fun I would have missed if I hadn't been pushed down that slide. So Alex got up the next week on the board, and he went to the edge, and Backed up, they went. Finally came off the the board, and he went over to his dad, and he said, Dad, do you have any other stories you could tell me? (laughs) Courage. Courage is a trait that if I could give to my kids any trait, that would be close to the top of the list. For life brings challenges. Life brings fears to the forefront so often in our lives. As we're continuing our journey through the story, we've come to the point where we we see that Moses has died and, and that Joshua has taken over the leadership of the people, but they have big a big job before them. As you remember last week, it, it said that the spies went and saw this promised land, and they came back and said, there are, there are giants in the land. And yes, there were. Joshua chapter 12 says there were 31 different kings that the people of Israel had to conquer. What is courage? The American English Dictionary says courage is the ability to control fear and to be willing to deal with something that is dangerous, difficult, or unpleasant. Winston Churchill said courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. Marianne Rodmacher said, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the little voice at the end of the day that says, I'll try again tomorrow. And Terry Yomet says, courage is tiny pieces of fear all glued together. Courage. Maybe today there are some of us here who are in the scary time. Maybe there are some of us here today that maybe in a relationship fear is holding us back. Maybe as we think about our future career, fear is holding us back. Maybe as we're dealing with a medical problem, fear is holding us back or paralyzing us. Courage. I think as we look at the story of Joshua and his people, we can see the profile of courage. We can understand some lessons that will help us as we live, as we can face as we confront and face the giants in our lives, the giants in our future. The first lesson is this, that courage is built up through the encouragement of others. Courage is built up through the encouragement of others. Joshua 1, chapter uh, verses 1-9, through 9 is really God's pep talk to Joshua. And see, now he's a new leader. And Moses has died and has been buried. Joshua has this mighty task of of leading the people of Israel into conquering this promised land. And so this is what it says as the book of Joshua begins. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. That's a very important phrase. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's his pep talk to Joshua. And so Joshua starts to lead his people, and they go from one place to the other and fight battle after battle, and they are successful. They are conquering the different lands and the different kings. Uh, that have comprised this part of the promised land to the point where uh, we see in, in uh, Joshua 13:1 that they actually uh, are able to, <clears throat> when Joshua had grown old, the Lord said to him, you're now very old and there are still large areas of land to be taken over. Uh, as they continued, they would win battles, but there were more to fight. No doubt Joshua all this time As the Lord had said to him, he was saying to them, he was behind his men, he was in front of his men, he was saying, be strong and courageous. The Lord is with us. Be strong and courageous. The Lord has promised these victories to us. So oftentimes, that's what we need. is somebody helping us. Somebody pushing us. We record him saying that in 1025, Joshua said to them, to his army, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord will do to you, all the enemies you're going to fight. I am telling you, my friends, for years the words of Joshua rang in my mind whenever I faced a challenge of any kind. Be strong and courageous. If you remember anything from what I say today, I want you to hear this. That I think God would say this very thing to us be strong and courageous. And even more, I believe God would say to us, we need to, with the people around us, with our spouses, with our children, with our neighbors, with our co workers, we need to be encouragers of them. In the New Testament, one of my favorite characters is Barnabas. Barnabas, the son of encouragement. Barnabas, who was always helping and pushing. He was always prodding and encouraging the people around him, including the Apostle Paul. That encouragement is absolutely vital. In his book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell tells a strange story of Christopher Langan, born in 1952. He has a staggering IQ of 195. For reference, Einstein's IQ was only 150. During high school, Langan could ace any foreign language test by skimming the textbook two to three minutes before the exam. He got a perfect score in his SAT even though he fell asleep at one point in the test. He attended Reed College and Montana State University but dropped out of each one because he believed he could teach his professors more than they could teach him. He failed to use his exceptional gifts. Most of his career has been as a bouncer on Long Island. According to Gladwell, Langan never had a a community to help him capitalize on his gifts. Gladwell summarizes the story of Langan in one sentence. He had to make his way alone. He chose to make his way alone. And no one, not rock stars, not professional athletes, not software billionaires, or not even geniuses, ever makes it alone. God means for his people, his children, to be part of a community. So I was talking about earlier in the the service, that we're to be a family. And families should encourage one another. Families should remind one another to be strong and courageous. Families should help carry and push one another to be the best that we can be. Look at this proverb, Proverbs 12 25. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind and encouraging word cheers it it up. That word in Hebrew actually means the kindness of encouragement. An encouraging word cheers it up. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but an encouraging word cheers it up. Maybe today we have giants to face. Let us find a community to face them together. Second lesson is this, that courage is relying on the promises of God. Courage is is relying on the promises of God. Uh, Probably the most famous battle in the book of Joshua is found in chapter 6. Let's read the first verses of that. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. Jericho was built on a hill, and it had these huge walls. It was impregnable. Many an enemy had tried to attack this strategically placed city and many had failed. Jericho was guarded as something uh, the conquering of which could not be done. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. In other words, the people of Jericho had heard about what was happening, that these people of God were gradually overcoming every city in their path. And so they had, they had kind of uh, bar, they'd uh, bandied up the ship. They had tightened and, and had all the boundaries and protections in place. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I've delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long brass on the trumpets, have the old army give a loud shout. Then the walls of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. I don't think I'll ever read this story again without thinking about Rich Defree's community meditation a couple weeks ago if you were here. He he said, the Lord told Joshua to, to march around and do this. Uh, Basically, with the band playing every day for seven days, and and then the city, the walls would fall flat. And then Rich would say, he said, Really? Seriously? God? That's your battle plan? That's how we're going to overcome these walls that no one else has been able to defeat? But I think it is because it is impossible. Because... It is unthinkable because it is very unlikely is exactly why God gave them these orders. Because the only way they could conquer this city of Jericho was with God's help, with God's power, with God's provision. God gives promises to his people. As I read to you in the beginning of the book of Joshua, he says several things to them, doesn't he? He says, I will not leave you or forsake you. He says that in the New Testament as well to all who are Christians. I will not leave or forsake you. He says, be strong and courageous because I am with you. And if it is my will for you to go into this battle, if it is my will for you to confront these seemingly immovable walls, then then it can and will happen. So also, he says in the New Testament, similar things. He says, greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. He says that I am greater. I am greater than all that you will face. He says, with Christ, you can do all things. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13. He says, You can trust that if you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, then all these things, all the things you need materially will be provided. Matthew 6.33. Friends, I tell you, there are lots of promises that God gives to his children to make available for us when we face walls, when we face giants. We just need to understand that instead of thinking about all that can't be, we think about His promises. How do we know His will? How do we know what God would have us do? That's why it's so important to to be regularly praying to God. It's so important to have around you other believers with whom you can check and balance your understanding of the will of God for your life. It's in these... Prayers. It's in this figuring out the will of God that we then can trust in His promises, that then we can be courageous and strong even when we're fearful. And that's the third lesson. Courage is conquering our fears. Courage is conquering our fears. What happens to us as we grow? Sometimes it's a bad experience. Sometimes it's something we hear others tell us. In today's world, with all our media, sometimes it's because we see the things that really scare us. Today, our country is gripped by the fear of the Ebola virus. I I think that terrifies us, hearing of a disease that can spread. Now, Ebola is not as bad as some of the diseases, but, but even then, people are afraid. We're scared. We don't understand. We don't know why or what is happening Fears are real. You today, if you were to take an inventory, I'm sure you're fearful of some things. Maybe with reason, many of our fears are not. Most of what we fear, I think, never comes to pass. But understand this, even if our fears have merit, even if there is some uh, sustained rationality for our fears, I say this to you, God has prepared you to overcome. God, if you are seeking his will, if you are walking with his, led by his spirit, he will help you to overcome those fears and not to avoid them. What so often happens, I think, is we avoid whatever we're afraid of. That we allow it to have a less than what we want in life because we simply, instead of confronting our fears, we avoid them. One of the best talks of the Leadership Summit at Willow Creek we recently attended uh, was about the power of confrontation. Now, it was talking about a relationship. Uh, Sometimes we have people around us that uh, we're in conflict with something and and we we have these issues between us and, and we never deal with them. And the talk was centered on the healthy nature of constructive conflict. If we come in confrontation seeking to speak the truth in love, as it says in Ephesians 4.15, if we come and address the issues, if we clear the air led by the Spirit, that so oftentimes it can be a a turning point. It it can be a, a change point for us to have a much better and more promising and productive relationship. Friends, today I ask you to think about what you're afraid of. And I ask you to remember this verse, 2 Timothy 1-7. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. The Spirit that God gives us does not make us timid or fearful, afraid. It's just like God is saying to us, I've given you the Spirit. And you can be and should be strong and courageous to face what you fear, for I am with you. And if it is my will, and you are in my will, it can and will happen. Now make, make sure you understand today, I am not saying that whatever you want, you will get. I'm not saying that if you seek to please God, that he's going to make you a millionaire. But I I am saying that God will give you the blessings. God will bring you the inner state of being, the contentment, the confidence, the the fulfillment of having a a loving relationship with Him and with His people. And, And that God will use your life to be an influence, to be a witness, to be a light. What we see here is that courage, having courage, In the face of the giants that we face, in the face of the fears uh, that we face, courage is is conquering those fears. It's moving against them, it's confronting them. Well, you might sound that sounds all well and good. But let me give you the final lesson, because I think this is the key to it all. Courage comes from God's greatness. Courage comes from God's greatness. And I say that as opposed to our abilities. God gives us abilities. He gives us gifts. But we're never meant, I think, to use those apart from Him or separate from Him. God, He gives us, and this courage can, it can come from God's greatness. It doesn't need to be founded in or focused on our limited abilities. No matter how smart any of us are, God is smarter. No matter how strong any of us are, God is stronger. No matter how wise any of us think we are, God is wiser. I think the reason you see this change in the people of Israel, remember uh, just before this, when Moses had the 12 spies sent into the promised land, Justin talked about this last week, they came back and said, Well, I don't know about going to that place. Those people are huge. They're bigger than us. They're giants in the land. Now, 40 years later, with Joshua now leading them from city to city, they face their fears, they confront their fears, and they overcome and they conquer the land. Even the famous walled city of Jericho, what accounts for the difference? I think it's because they learn not to look inside, but they learn to look up. They learn to look to God and trust in His promises. They learn to focus on God's greatness and not their limited ability. Today, as you think about the areas of your life where you're afraid, I wonder, are you focused on God's greatness, on His promises? As you focus on those areas where you need courage, could not that courage that makes the difference come from a focus on God's greatness. Just a few verses to share with you that talk about the greatness of God. Isaiah 55, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Far wiser, far smarter is God. Next, Psalm one forty seven, five. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. Matthew ten, twenty-nine through thirty-one. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. Even all the hairs. Now I have a lot less the number these days. But all the, number, all the hairs on your head are numbered. What that's saying is God knows what's going on with you. He knows what you're facing. He knows... Where you're afraid, and he is greater than all that you're afraid of. Joshua, as all people do, approached the end days of his life. And I'm sure his people were afraid because Joshua had been this strong and courageous leader. Joshua had been a man full of faith and led them to conquer the land. But Joshua understood the problem facing the Israelites was not military in the future. Their future's problems would not be based in their enemies. Their future problems would be based in their lack of continuing faith, their lack of focus in his greatness. That's why we see these words, Joshua chapter 24, the last chapter of Joshua. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. And here's the key. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshiped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. In other words, don't lose your focus. Don't let other things become more important than worshiping me. Don't let other things come between me and you. Don't make idols of anything else. Serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're now you're living but as for me and my household we will serve the Lord friends i think today the reason we lose heart we lose courage is because our focus is diluted because our faith in our abilities is far greater than it should be rather than focusing on the will of god Letting the Spirit lead us through life. If the Spirit leads you into battle, I believe with you and God, you will conquer. That is the lesson. Randy Frazee, who wrote the story, he writes in his book, an accompanying book called The Heart of the Story. In the lower story, the giants are bigger than the Israelites. In the upper story, God is bigger than the giants. We all face battles in our own lives. Like Joshua and the children of Israel, we need to be faithful people. We need to look intently into God's Word to discover His will for how we should proceed so we can find courage and strength. We need to remember that more is unfolding than we can see. We need to be people of prayer. We need to ask God if we should move forward or hold our position. Prayer involves listening to God. If He is in it, charge If he is not, hold your position. Just as Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, God allows us to fight our own battles in our own unique circumstances, knowing that he is in charge. His promise to us stands sure I will be with you. Father, today, as we think about these things, no doubt we've thought of our fears. No doubt. Perhaps we felt guilty. Your goal is never to condemn us, but it is to convict us. Maybe today the reason why we have no courage or little courage is because we're trying to do it our way. I pray, Father, for your will to be known. For your timing to be our timing. For our faith to grow. That you might make each one of us strong and courageous to face our battles. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.